Welcome, dumbheads, to MDC, the Mega Dumbcast. In this series, we're examining every single goddamn page of Alien Hunger, a quick start adventure for Vampire the Masquerade, to determine what is the dumbest thing on that page. Every episode is one page, every episode is short. If you'd like to play along at home, this is 1991's Alien Hunger, the official PDF release from White Wolf. Today, we're not discussing a page of Alien Hunger. Today, we're discussing the one fact about Alien Hunger that looms over everything else, the fact that it revolves around the life, death, and undeath of Louis Pasteur. Not that players will necessarily ever find this out. See last episode. In summary, this is a thing you find out in a scene that is in this book, but not really in the plot described in this book, so you kind of have to, like, invent a way for the players to find out about it and go find it out. But... Whether the players find out or not, Louis Pasteur is at the very core of Alien Hunger. Let's go back to page eight and get the introduction for the storyteller of uh, what's up with Louis Pasteur. Why the fuck is he in this book? First, we get a little background. Louis Pasteur, born in 1822, French, possibly the greatest chemist of all time, was a university professor in lots of universities, taught usually chemistry, sometimes physics. He disproved the theory of spontaneous generation. Quote, in 1857, he presented a paper which claimed differing sorts of microbes were responsible for the various kinds of fermentation which take place, and that microbes were also responsible for many illnesses. This paper laid the groundwork for one of his greatest contributions to the scientific world, the germ theory of disease. So, heavy hitter, our Louis Pasteur. By the way, there have been uh, recent updates to our understanding of the legacy of Louis Pasteur. You can go look it up if you're interested. He discovered the science of immunization. He figured out rabies. He cracked milk. He cracked milk, everybody. He was a brilliant scientist, brilliant chemist, and that is why he founded the Pasteur Institute. He was its first director, that was in 1887, and it was at the institute that he met Georges. Georges was immune to disease, and this fascinated Louis Pasteur. The reason Georges was immune to disease is because Georges was a vampire. He wanted Pasteur to invent a cure for vampirism because, look, you cracked milk. I mean, where do you go from there but God's curse upon the progeny of Cain? I mean... There are only so many chemistry problems in your weight class when you're Louis Pasteur. So Georges wants Pasteur to cure vampirism. Meanwhile, Pasteur is hoping that by studying this guy who has this immunity to all diseases, he can figure out where the immunity comes from and maybe use that to to cure disease entirely. In 1890, Georges let Pasteur know, hey, listen, I'm a vampire, which, I mean, three years is a long time to wait, I feel, when you've got possibly the greatest chemist of all time obsessed with trying to figure out what your deal is in pursuit of a cure for human disease, not understanding that the reason you're immune to disease is because you're a dead body. That seems like a mean thing to keep to yourself for three whole years, but Georges finally does the right thing and comes clean. And now Pasteur knows, okay, this is vampirism. I can probably still science that though. So they get to work on vampirism for years. It's Georges and Louis, Louis and Georges, working together, tag team buddies, trying to cure vampirism with 19th century chemistry. Georges gets a job as a lab assistant at the Institute. And then, breakthrough, it says here, quote, Together they developed a serum derived from Georges' blood that could induce vampirism. Which sounds very impressive until you realize that all vampire blood can induce vampirism. That is, in fact, one of the many things that vampire blood just does standard. It would be convenient if it didn't, sometimes, frankly, but they install that at the factory. There's nothing you can do. Vampire blood, you put it into an exsanguinated body, the body becomes a vampire. So, not super impressed that years of research produced the ability to effectively turn someone into a vampire without exsanguinating them, which is like not a pressing concern for vampires. This is like discovering how to recycle soda cans without drinking the soda. Like just drink the soda. It's soda. 
But anyway, once they made this staggering realization that they can now use vampire blood to turn people into vampires in a shittier way, Louis Pasteur is on his last legs. Health is fading. Georges becomes overwhelmed with ennui, as is the fate of all the French, given time enough on Earth. But Pasteur does not give in to ennui. Pasteur takes the serum, dies. His blood goes to waste. Georges doesn't get to drink it. Good job, science. Then Pasteur rises again into a new vampiric existence. It says, quote, he allowed himself to be buried only to escape from his own grave. Pretty impressive to bust out of a full-on grave from inside a coffin when you're a, a new vampire. So, uh, you know, this, this Pasteur kid, he's got some fight in him. As soon as Pasteur's up out of the grave, boom, back to chemistry. He keeps trying to find a cure for vampirism. Now, while Pasteur is in the lab doing this, he draws the attention of an elder vampire named Thaddeus. And we're going to have some more to say about Thaddeus later. Thaddeus gets a character right up. He deserves his own day of the show. What you need to know about Thaddeus now is Thaddeus is very threatened by the existence of a cure for vampirism, which, by the way, doesn't exist yet. Pasteur has not invented it. He's been trying and trying, but he hasn't. But he's trying, and Thaddeus knows he's trying, and that worries Thaddeus. So Thaddeus just kind of starts bullying Pasteur. Quote, Thaddeus began to harass Pasteur, even attempting upon occasion to destroy him. Pasteur was forced to move often and take a variety of names to evade this ancient threat. So basically, Louis Pasteur has to become this globetrotting, catch-as-catch-can chemist because this elder bully vampire named Thaddeus is just like harassing him everywhere he goes to the point that he has to change his name and move and Thaddeus comes and finds him again. So anyway, you see where this story inevitably leads. Vampire Louis Pasteur moves to Denver, Colorado. He starts going by the name Jacob Prester and he gets to work trying and failing to cure vampirism. However, while Prester's in the lab working on serums, here comes Thaddeus again. And this time, Thaddeus has a more subtle plan. He's not just going to go, you know, dump Louis Pasteur's books out on the mean streets of Gothpunk, Denver, embarrass him in front of all the other vampires. He's not going to go to Louis Pasteur's haven in the middle of the day with an act of enormous unholy will and like draw a little mustache on him while he's sleeping. That's juvenile. What Thaddeus is going to do is make friends with the popular vampires and then start talking shit about Pasteur when he's not around, like a genius. Specifically, Thaddeus makes friends with our good friend Prince Ed, and Thaddeus is like, Prince Edward, I'm honored to be in your presence. If I can direct your attention to this PowerPoint, you know that old beardy vampire, Jacob Prester? He's actually Louis Pasteur. Yes, the Louis Pasteur. And he is trying to overthrow your city. Notice how he keeps to himself. Classic usurper behavior. He's always working in the lab. He's good at science. Hmm. What kind of science? Chemistry. Study of chemicals. Chemicals like what? Poison? Explosives? Poisonous explosives? Definitely not a cure for anything. Probably it's to kill you. And I heard that he doesn't like your band. So, you know, do, do with this information what you will. Needless to say, this works. And just for that reason, no other, uh, Prince Ed assassinates Louis Pasteur with fire. Sends his goons to break into Pasteur's house, break all his fucking bones so he can't get away, and then burn his house down. Just on suspicion of being up to something. Just, hey, Louis didn't say much at dinner. It's over for him. I'm going to go strangle him in his bedroom. Edward is not being a good vampire dad to the vampires of Denver right now. But anyway, before Louis Pasteur died in the burning house, he found out that Prince Ed was going to try to kill him. So Pasteur thought, I need allies. I got to have more vampires to have my back if Prince Ed is going to be sending the goon squad out after me. So 
Louis Pasteur went out and found some likely candidates for vampirism. No real strong rationale uh, uh, for why he picked these people. Uh, I guess just kind of because they all knew each other and some of them had useful abilities. So he thought they'd like stick together. He goes and kidnaps all these people, brings them back to his place, gives them the vampire serum so he can initiate them into undeath in the most boring way possible. He wants a variety of allies. So he turns them into vampires using serums made from the blood of all different clans that he's run across over his years of existence. So that's why we're all different clans. We weren't directly embraced by Pasteur. Unlike Mavis and Susie and Vincent, Monica's husband, they were directly embraced by Pasteur, which is why after he died in the fire, they all became mortal again. Because in early vampire, that's what happens. If your sire dies when you're new, then you become human again. So that's why they were tasty humans. Unlike us, unpalatable abominations. So I guess what I'm trying to say is this has all been a huge misunderstanding. (laughs) This has been the out-of-control ramifications of Louis Pasteur chemically turning himself into a vampire and then getting bullied in the vampire workplace by a guy named Thad who started spreading lies about him and ultimately got him killed when actually nothing really like happened here. Louis Pasteur was never going to take over Denver. He never planned to. He wasn't like finding allies, planning whatever. He didn't have a cure for vampirism and he was not probably close to finding a cure for vampirism. Uh, Pastor embraced Vampire Drama Club pretty much just because they were like a convenient group of people who he could hit all at once. Like they all know each other. They all kind of live in the same rough area. You're not gonna have to do a lot of onboarding. They're like an existing team. That's basically it. And he doesn't seem to have had a real plan for what he was gonna do with them. He just thought he should probably have some people around the house if he was gonna have goons coming by uninvited. And But then the goons came too soon before he was ready for them and they killed him not knowing that he still had baby vampires in the oven down in the basement. And so everything just kind of spiraled out of control. But actually, there's, there's no hidden like reason or motivation why any of this makes sense. It's just it's just kind of a series of things that happened because of vampire Louis Pasteur and the jerk who hated him. This isn't a page. I don't have to identify a dumbest thing. I just want to say we're talking about alien hunger because it's got Louis Pasteur in it. That's why. There's a lot. I mean, I don't regret picking this book. There's great stuff all through it. I'm very happy with what we've already talked about and what's coming. But fundamentally, this is the Louis Pasteur book. This is World of Darkness, Secret History, not at its silliest, but I think at its most sustained dependence on a silly idea. It's dumb. I love it. I'm glad that Alien Hunger exists because it's fun. Contrary to all the stuff about mood and tone and being introduced to the world of vampire in the beginning, this book is just good, goofy fun, and I appreciate it on that level. Speaking of good, goofy fun, Join me next time when Vampire Drama Club reacts in the only way player characters could to the discovery of mysterious vials, a mysterious liquid tasting party on MDC, the Mega Dumbcast. This has been Mega Dumbcast. New episodes drop every day except for Sundays, when all the previous week's episodes drop in one big megasode on the patrons-only RSS feed. If you'd like to get access to that feed and support the show, go to patreon.com slash megadumbcast. Social media was never healthy and is now dying. So if you want to contact me, you can email me. I am megadumbcast at gmail.com. This season's theme song is Suck City by Black Math, whose work you can find at freemusicarchive.org slash music slash black underscore math. Dumbheads, I will catch you next time. <laughs>